why don't you come on over here and sit down? Got to talk to you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome. This should be played at high volumes. Three, two, one. Hey, Darcy, Felicia. Hey, Cole. Hi, Cole. How's it going today? Good, thank you. Wonderful. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, happy Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. I get to spend it with two beautiful ladies. Oh, thank, mm-hmm. you thank you very much. Yeah, I, I thought this was going to be a solo Valentine's Day. No. Thanks for <laughs> reminding me that I, I do get to spend it with two beautiful ladies. Oh, happy to help. Yeah. Um, so happy Valentine's Day to you thank guys. You. Thank um, you. This is uh, Darcy Harris, who's the um, executive director. Executive director for Children First Counseling Center, and uh, Dr. Felicia Holloway, who is the clinical director. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Darcy uh, leads us, and, and Felicia makes it happen. So, I try to. Um, um, <laughs> and, and, and for me, uh, counseling is something I've always been a big uh, proponent of um, because as ingrained as it can be, it's simply talking. Right. It, it's having a conversation where, um, where before um, someone wasn't um, or that they're, they're holding something deep down inside that they don't want to let go and holding on to that. Um, then it then comes out in other bad, yeah, other ways. damaging yeah. ways. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Holloway, could you kind of touch on this that general concept for a second on what that what that is and what it means yeah sure so with counseling I think the main goal is to build a relationship with someone where you can feel validated you feel like it's a trusting space where you can talk about things that may be difficult to talk about in other settings and know someone who's unbiased and um, someone who really is concerned and cares about you but also you know that it's not going to leave this room. Right. And so you can kind of work things out when there's an environment that's created with, by a counselor in that kind of space because you have that trusting environment. So yeah. I think that's the first part of counseling is that relationship with a safe person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no doubt. So I, I'm not trying to challenge you when I ask this. I hope I'm not throwing you off, but what's the difference between a, a good counselor and a good friend? So... Good question. I think the main part about a good counselor is, is a good counselor is going to be trained in some type of theoretical orientation. So that's some type of counseling process that gets you past a particular issue. Sure. So um, they're going to have some skill sets a friend may not have. And also... Um, a counselor is going to have an unbiased because we're trained to be unbiased as best we can or to be able to check our biases in a way that allows you to feel like you're in a trusting environment where someone doesn't know all your history and they're trying to answer your questions before you even answer them because oh I know you did that two years ago and I know what that means in this moment so a counselor doesn't have that kind of information and history and we're trained to set all of those kind of biases aside and right. just be there for the client. And and, and I, I think that they run hand in hand. I mm-hmm. mean, most of my friends are my uh, semi-professional counselors, mm-hmm. um, particularly uh, the folks I go to church with, if, mm-hmm. if nothing else. Uh, that's when you create a little bit more intimate relationship, I guess. Um, but guys I've been running with my whole life, some of them I can talk about things. So I imagine taking it past that 
Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to talk to your friends about X or Y or the, Hey, we've touched, you've gone so far with them. Right. You can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a big proponent of it. I took counseling as I, as a kid, my parents, um, were great parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother went to A&M is, uh, in the air force, Dr. Lieutenant Colonel Clay Humphreys. And then for me in middle school, I was in trouble all the time. I ran with some dudes that I shouldn't ran with. And it was just in my mind. I didn't think I was like a bad kid. I was just having fun with friends and Mm -hmm. trying new things. Um, and I didn't realize the damage I was giving to my parents Mm -hmm. acting that way. And I got in some serious trouble and ultimately we got into counseling and it just took one session and I just opened up to that counselor about things I didn't even know touched me emotionally. And I, and it just, I still get, got in trouble. I still did some things, but that was the chain. It was the, it was the right turn. Um, so one, thank you for choosing the fit, this field, um, and being a part of allowing damaged, some, some damaged insides to be healed, um, just by simply, uh, being the, providing that safe space and such. Um, so Darcy, um, since this is a nonprofit center, mm-hmm. um, this nonprofit center has a board and yes. a commu- community involvement mm-hmm. and, um, also needs to have money. That's right. <laughs> and, and so let's start there. I mean, start, start with kind of the role you take on as, um, okay. well, I, w- I want to thank you for your long time involvement with, uh, <laughs> children first, uh, yeah, yeah. I know you know this, but our audience might not know that um, you've been associated with our board in some form or fashion since 2010. Yeah, 2010. Served as our uh, board president in 2013 and part of 2014. Yeah. And then... Uh, I was because, traveling. Yes, because, <laughs> because work was becoming a bigger bear. You uh, you moved over onto our advisory board and have been a very faithful supporter of ours. And, and it means so much because it really does take a village to uh, protect the kids in our community, to um, provide the funding for counseling, because this is not, you know, just as Felicia, just uh, Dr. Holloway just touched on uh, the difference between maybe sitting down with your friends as opposed to a professional counselor that's trained to uh to provide that safe space and to not have any judgment, (laughs) you know, um, you know, it takes, um, licensed counselors to do that. And, um, and most of our counselors come to us and they're still, you know, they're still paying off, uh, college loans and everything. Well, and also I want to, sorry, and this this is, we're, we're conversing here. So I know a lot of our Counselors, because they're nonprofit, are getting their required hours mm-hmm. to be a. a, a what, yes, we are. Let's we do are the tra- We are training ground. Uh, training we, ground. We have um, we have fully licensed uh, LPCs and LCSWs, but we also have some um, uh, LPC interns who are licensed. They are licensed by the state of Texas, but they are still doing their supervised hours before they yeah. get, get to drop that intern. Uh, off of their credentials and um, and then we also uh, have a few practicum students from local universities and I don't want to steal 
Dr. Holloway's thunder because she can address those things sure. better than I can. But um, so let's keep on the let's keep on the uh, community and the okay. the role that Children First plays. Okay, and well, the need. It, the community is so important to what we do. Um, we really we really couldn't provide um, services services to near as many people uh, annually without. The community involvement. Uh, we we do have some federal funding. Uh, we write we write grant requests and um, and we get uh, money. So grant writing in itself has to take a lot of time and, oh, and, and even a, a particular <laughs> skill, right? Yeah, as um, as you probably know from being in city government. Um, you know, anytime the government and public funds are involved, there's a lot of accountability that has yeah. to take pa- yeah. place. So there's there's quite a lot of um, reporting requirements uh, for grants, and the and the grants themselves, the request yeah. are uh, pretty intense. And yeah. and so we have we have two federal grants, and then um, but but we get a lot of our funding from our annual fundraisers. Okay, and just people that are concerned and. Um, you know, maybe maybe they donate through our donate donate page at childrenfirstinc.org, okay. or um, you know, they well, just they just want to help. Well, uh, I want to touch on that. So, a lot of my enjoyment from getting involved in a nonprofit like the Counseling Center is you can make it a lot of fun. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a. I mean, Darcy has un unending amount of work to do, right? <laughs> But a lot of the work that she does provides entertainment for the community to to raise funds mm-hmm. to do it to to, yeah. to pay I the counselors. I don't, I don't do that in a vacuum, as you know. I mean, we have we have a great uh, board that is very involved in our fundraisers and our staff, and and uh, even our counselors get involved. Uh, yeah. You know, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna touch uh, my explanation and then jump on if 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 I'm doing something wrong or, or missing something. So, you know. Uh, we get X amount of dollars from grants, X mm-hmm. amount of dollars from bigger charities, um, certain amount of money from insurance if they have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot, a lot of money comes from the community and, mm-hmm. and fundraising. And so, so Darcy will then organize a golf tournament. Um, community members come together, pay a golf fee. Mm-hmm. Part of that fee goes to the community. Uh, Children First Counseling Center, and then they have live auctions and auction off fun, cool items that you typically get for less than their value. Yes. Um, and all of that, um, a, a com- three or four at least programs a year go into um, counseling kids. Oh, well, yeah. And yeah. we say kids. Um, it's but a it, lot of kids, but it's adults as well. Right. Uh, we, we see anyone from the age of three and older. We, wow. We're, we've all been children yeah. We are children and, and um, you know, have, um, you know, maybe some of us have progressed farther than others, but yeah. <laughs> we, we see a lot of adults who are still, you know, dealing with things from their childhood. Well, from so, childhood. Uh, so, you know, I like to say that we're all children first. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, you touched on some things where community involvement is so important, not just not just the players and entry fees or attendees to our luncheon. Uh, but all the people that donate items that we can auction off or raffle yeah. off and that kind of thing, that that kind of support is so important. Well, well and I, I'm finding, too, that um, a lot of those events, mm-hmm. um, awareness, mm-hmm. just, I mean, if we didn't raise a dollar, 
just getting the name out there. I mean, right. there's, it's surprising so many people I talk to um, that don't even know. They hear the word children, right? Mm-hmm. So like, oh, they're raising money for children. Right. I mean, and that always just sounds good. Right. Well, they, and sometimes they don't even realize it's actually a counseling center where people go and literally get healed um, completely right. life-changing. Right. Getting the word out that that resources are available, yeah. uh, you know, that help is help is available. And, you know, our our main goal is to remove the financial roadblocks. Yeah. Uh, so that people can get you that come help. in the doors, you know, because one hundred and twenty five dollars or one hundred and fifty dollars an hour for yeah. service is is a definite roadblock. And if it prevents and somebody from making that choice to get help, yeah, um, you know, we try to r- remove that roadblock. Yeah. And, and that one twenty five you're referring to is a private practice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Professional, mm-hmm. Which, which all all good. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm glad they're doing it. And. Mm-hmm. They can charge what they want, but that's the benefit of the service is yes. um, it's affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, uh, so what's the equivalent? I think what we've gone all this before. What's the equivalent to one hour of, of counseling session? What do you mean? Uh, equivalent. equivalent. So how much does one hour basically cost? It's free, mm-hmm. sort of. Right, but, but yeah, but we we do. I mean, because these are licensed counselors that we're using, they're not they're not volunteer counselors. They um, they definitely deserve to get paid for what they do. Yeah, and um, and I uh, and I'm not. I want to be clear. So if I give, I'm not trying to ask how much our counselors get paid. That's no, private. No, but I, I do want to know if I give uh, twenty five bucks, I'm mm-hmm. essentially giving one hour one hour counseling session. Is that accurate or is that close do you think uh that is that is close to covering the actual clinical fee it does not touch the all the other things that yeah. go go into it running an office right right uh, yeah business. i mean we we do Paying we do rent. have a whole lot of, <laughs> whole lot of other um expenses that go into supporting their work yeah. um so um probably um 68 to 70 dollars probably okay. so clearly yeah. just about half um, mm-hmm. half the price right and that's everything right mm-hmm. so um dr holloway so I, I i had one session and i was healed Wow, i'm healed no <laughs> i i argue that maybe i'm not completely healed but um it, it was life-changing mm-hmm. um but would you what would you say is average session is uh, our average amount of sessions um for someone who's coming to the counseling center I would say that what I encourage people to consider is that um, it usually takes a certain amount of years or experiences to have the problem that's come up. Mm. So you want to consider that when you go to counseling and have that expectation that if it took seven years for me to get here or 14 years for me to get here, not to have the expectation that in three hours it's going to go away. So to give the counseling process time. So I don't ever want to say there's a certain amount of time, yeah, yeah. but just to consider that and to give the opportunity for change to happen before yeah. you make a decision that this is not worth it. So, sure. you know, saying I'll commit to five, six, seven sessions and see if there things get even a little bit better yeah. is I think a good start a when good you're start. going to counseling. Yeah. yeah. And um, now what I've, enjoyed learning and seeing going on over there is the different types of sessions um, are, are different ways um, that have come about to help open 
the patient up maybe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um can you kind of touch on some of that or yeah sure so I, and, and top of my mind is play therapy yeah yeah sounds yeah. so simple it sounds really. simple it does well i think child-centered play therapy is one of the areas that are is really effective for certain groups of children and we train all of our clinicians at the um that the counseling center on child-centered play therapy the ideal is that children communicate through play when you see a three or a four-year-old they're not likely to want to have a conversation with you for 45 minutes right um there are exceptions to that but sure. majority of them do not <laughs> i was um, the one that would by the way oh, okay. I'll, I'll talk your ear off sorry <laughs> yeah so but most of them would rather you engage with them with a toy or um, bring out a ball and want to play so giving children an opportunity to express themselves through yeah. play which is their natural language is the ideal of child center play therapy so we do have all our counselors trained in that in addition to that trauma focused cbt is an evidence-based treatment now that really helps those kiddos who are four to 17 who may have had a traumatic experience and it tries to support that person in processing that actual traumatic experiences that's causing distressful symptomology in their life. So if they are um, having a lot of anxious feelings when they have similar experiences to whatever the trauma was, then that type of therapy has had a lot of research behind it that says it's most effective yeah. with kiddos and in, in moving them past those symptoms. Can you touch on what that is, CBT? I mean, well, one point is I, when play therapy... They're playing. Right. right? So uh-huh. what is it? What What is this more of a... So trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy is also a way of integrating play into therapy as well, except it's just more directive. Okay. There's definitely steps and components and a sequence that you go through wow. in preparing the client to deal with kind of talking about and processing the trauma. So getting them prepared, helping them to understand how to relax, ways for them and their parents to relate to each other, to support each other through that process of learning how to deal with stressful events and then getting to the point where they can actually talk about that stressful event together with their parent and really process it and change some thoughts and beliefs about it. Excellent. Um, Can you, as I'm, as you're talking and that's, what I want to express here on this podcast. So thank you. Tell me uh, your, your, your qualifications. I, I said doctor, sure. um, but tell me uh, what doctor encompasses and mm-hmm. how we got there. So I have a PhD in family therapy and I'm a licensed professional counselor supervisor and a licensed marriage and family therapist supervisor. And, and so those last two are like certifications, right? Like, uh, like insurance, you can get a, I see you or something. It's a, you go through extra training to get the certain designation. Yes. So those, that, that's my state licensure um, qualification. And to be a supervisor, you have to go through additional training so that you can train and supervise other clinicians. Okay. So that's what's helpful in the fact that we do have practicum students and interns in our facility is that they have someone who's trained on supervision that can help support them. Yeah. So you're, it's not just letting them go in there. You've got right. someone in there showing them how to do it or correcting if mm-hmm, need, need mm-hmm, be. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find yourself running around a lot uh, correcting them or usually get pretty good? No, no. I, I interview who comes yeah, to our doors. So you, so you know. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm – Interview I'm, up front, yeah. less work in the back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I really look for um, practicum students, interns, and even fully licensed counselors who have a passion for the work but also have a good sense of identifying how to move a client through change. And that's the difference between what you mentioned earlier, a friend and a counselor, is that a friend can help you kind of um, 
talk through what you're experiencing. They yeah. can they can be there with you. They can maybe give you a hug and comfort right. you. But a counselor is going to help you move through the change process. Wow. And so I want uh, to see individuals come in who have a passion for people and also who have a good sense of this is how I can see people changing um, their yeah. lives. So let's say let, let's say if you're the friend from day one of the experience, then it's likely a counselor is not needed, right? Like if 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 something happens, and, and I'm trying to promote communication, mm-hmm. right? And that I'm not trying to disqualify the need for a counselor, but potentially that'd be great, right? If mm-hmm. counselors weren't needed, and so the minute a traumatic experience happens to me, if I'm able to immediately talk about it comfortably with a friend, um, although right then and there it may not be fixed, but you have that ongoing friendship relationship, potentially the person um, could make it and be healthy. Or do you think regardless if they've experienced that type of traumatic experience, they need to see somebody. No, no. I think that human beings are ultimately resilient and that we have capacity to do a number of things. There are people who go through traumatic experiences in in all different kinds of situations and depending on their support system, depending on um, just how their brain responds to that, they might not need to go to counseling at all. all. Right. So it's counseling is a, a opportunity or a resource that should be put in the bag along with all the other things you say yeah. that a healthiest person is going to have maybe counseling as a resource if they need it, yeah. but they're definitely going to have a healthy so social support system. That's the thing that I think is integral to any human being having kind of a satisfactory life is knowing I have other people to connect with. Wow. And so with or without counseling, that that's vital yeah. to a healthy life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and back to what I was saying. So if they don't have that friend or don't have that counselor, then, then is when it starts getting damaged, it starts coming out in other ways, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be, um, physical, emotional, mental. Um, yeah. I mean, depending on the person, they could have a great healthy relationship with other people and still determine that these symptoms are bigger and harder to get past and I need counseling, or they might not have that relationship and that exasperates the symptomology. And they really say, I need to reach out and have someone, but ideally a counselor would want to support that person in making those connections if they don't have them in addition to dealing with whatever the issue is they're having, because you want them to have a a healthy support system. And it sounds like, and I'm on board. I think everybody just about that walks on this earth probably could spend a couple sessions with the counselor Mm -hmm. just to make sure, you know, uh, they could be exhibiting some type of behavior that they don't know about that stems from something that happened long ago. And it it, it sounds like it'd be up to the counselor to say, Oh, you're good. Or, Hey, you might need to come in and dive in on this. I definitely think mental health professionals need to be collaborative because For some people, it's whether or not you feel like it's uncomfortable in your life or someone else around you has identified that the way we're interacting is really uncomfortable for us. Because just because you like black on your walls and I like yellow doesn't mean one of us is wrong. It's just what works for you, right? Um, can, Can you touch on the difference between counseling and psychology? 
So some like I need a psychologist. Okay. Or do I need a counselor, right? Uh huh. So can sure. you kind of? Yeah. So I think that psychologists and counseling are pretty similar, and they have a little bit of different training. But the major difference that people might notice is the difference between maybe psychologists, counselors, uh, licensed clinical social workers. Licensed marriage and family therapists, we're kind of all under a similar umbrella. And then we have psychiatry. That's like a vast difference because psychiatrists are generally, they're medical doctors. Yeah. And the focus is more on the medical management component of it. Clinical, Mm -hmm. you know, where they're actually like the proven testing almost type thing. Well, they're doing, well, psychiatrists generally are doing more assessments. Um, They're doing more, um, medication management and definitely like I mentioned they do get trained on um, doing counseling as well but I see that more psychiatrists are leaning towards supporting counselors psychologists and other mental health professionals by doing a medication management and then collaborating with a counselor who does ongoing weekly therapy sessions Um, does do counselors does children first um, deal with medicine at all Uh, We don't in-house, but we do often refer out and try to build relationships with psychiatrists so that we're making sure that we're providing the best care for the client. Yeah, counselor determines maybe a a medication would help go see this psychologist, go see this doctor. Right, so a counselor might talk with the client and there might be some symptoms that we see are exasperated or some challenges they're having and we're saying, Get an assessment and just see if medication might be a good yeah. other resource to add to this therapy process. Wow, excellent. And and, and the reverse of that is also true. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes, I know our counselors will ask a parent to consider trying counseling first, you know, mm-hmm. so that you can yeah. see if it's a it's if it's just a behavioral issue versus yeah um, versus a medical a little bit issue. out. Of, yeah, you go to the counselor and you realize it's a little bit out of their hands. You need some more. Mm-hmm. Need more help. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I, I'm giggling, kind of laughing when I say that, but that's actually quite serious, and so mm-hmm. I don't want to make sure I'm clear about that. Um, so all of this costs money. Yes, Darcy. <laughs> I know um, event planning is part of your job, right? Yes, definitely. Um, so what's what's the next opportunity um, for our community to? Um, get involved in something that that would benefit children first. Under events, um, we have something that actually I don't have to put a whole lot of work into. Our Grand Prairie Police Department, uh, who, uh, you know, we have a new chief, Daniel Sesney. Uh, He has served on our board for a few years now. Okay. And is very passionate about our work and has gotten... Um, even before he stepped into the role of uh, chief of police, he was assistant chief of police, and he and uh, some of his uh, fellow police officers got together and came up with a phenomenal car show. Yeah. And uh, from the very first year, it was a great success, and I believe we're entering the third year yeah. now. And uh, it's going to be on um, Sunday, April 26th, uh, just outside of the Epic. Okay. And uh, so great location, very near the police department. Okay. Um, and uh, so, so hopefully we have just gorgeous weather and have, you know, thousands of people show up that day. You said April 28th. Sixth, I think. Is, uh, is, oh, did I say the 28th? I, I, I don't know. I don't remember. I want let's, 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 let's be clear. Let's there. be clear. Though. It was April 28th last year. That's correct. 
so, yeah, Sunday's the 26th. Okay. Um, so, and something new this year. So the 26th. That, yes, April 26th. Okay. Um, something new they're going to have this year is they've got some very cool uh, car show T-shirts uh, you know, and so that's a way people can uh, they can go purchase a T-shirt while they're out there looking at the cool cars and so, and. Um, so I want to comment how cool this car show thing is on on so many levels. Mm-hmm. First, you have um, the police who they do they deal with a lot of our. They want <laughs> well they oh well that's a good point too. So they have our police here in Grand Prairie anyway that want are promoting community involvement, Mm -hmm. making sure that they are accessible, making sure that um, there's an, if nothing else, an image thing. And they understand how important good mental health is. Right. And Mm -hmm. our, our police also do that. So, so they have a car show where, Mm -hmm. so it's not just, Hey, come out and talk to us. They actually find this cool, interesting thing that a lot of people are into. Uh huh. And they don't even, it's not an entry charge. The guys who have the cars, I'm sorry, I don't have a car. To go see the cars, I don't have to pay money. Right, right. They, the cars that are registered pay an entry fee. They pay an entry fee. Because they're competing, of yeah. course. And then uh, there's really not a lot that the public has to spend money on, or there's nothing they have to spend money right. on, but there'll be food trucks out there, and there's the T-shirts for sale. And then one very cool feature of it is the car bash. Yeah. And, it's, and you know, the, the idea is... Uh, to raise money with it of course you know I, I forget how many swings you get with sure. a sledgehammer for you yeah, know uh, we did that a few bucks year. and but it, the idea is also uh you know that it it sends the message that you know bash the car not the kid bash you know the car, that not it's, the kid. but it's it's a fun it's a fun way to raise money we all you know our subject is so serious um because we do uh deal with a lot of um children and even adults um, who dealt with child abuse um, previously and family violence um, that we always try to do fun events for a serious cause and so the police were just it was just so excellent that they came up with a a way that is so inviting to people Um, there's nothing there's nothing intimidating about a car show yeah and that's and and that's what I'm getting at so the police have this uh, cool event Mm -hmm. that helps them be involved in the community Mm -hmm. uh, grow awareness talk to people um, and then they have this money coming in well what do we do with it they partner with children first and 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 they're children first the beneficiary of that program so children first could do absolutely nothing and just receive that but we actually send out volunteers yeah, and our board we and do it is actually one of the the least laborious of our <laughs> of our events because the police uh, department and their volunteers and the and the police wives association they just wow. all come together and, yeah, and they yeah, put yeah, it please. together so well and then we show up and we bring our, you know, we bring our square readers to collect the money for the car bash or if there's raffle tickets, you know, to help yeah. sell the raffle tickets and just just walk around and visit with people. And if they have questions about Children First, then, you know, we have representatives there that that can share a little bit more. Uh, but mostly it's about just getting the word out that we exist and that help is available. Yeah. And if they're, and if you're looking for a good cause to help, yeah. <laughs> that's also an option. Let's touch on, um, avail, um, availability to 
get involved, volunteer. Oh, so okay. um, how how much do you want someone listening to this uh, podcast to come and volunteer for your nonprofit center? Again, it takes a village. Yeah, <laughs> we we need we actually are one of our focuses, um, especially of our current president. Um, Reyes Flores. Oh, Reyes, great. Um, he is he is really motivated to build a big volunteer base. Um, I want to just say something real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, being a president of a nonprofit agency sometimes can sound prestigious mm-hmm. in the sense that you're the president of this board, right? Well, the president of a nonprofit is volunteering all of his time. You're the head volunteer, basically. And and not only that, you're the head volunteer, so you can't just show up and I'll help out here and help out there and and leave. I mean, uh, there's there's the president and a few others that they're it's game on. And Um, our board is is really known as a working board, and so um, you know the president is really leading the way, and and our board is kind of in the trenches with us, you know. And so I'm I'm giving a specific shout out to Reyes because. Whenever I was um, done being president, um, it was tough to find the next guy to step up. And mm-hmm. Reyes happily did it mm-hmm. um, and served for two good years, right? Yeah, yeah. And so this is his second run exactly. as president of the organization. That's right. Um, he, fo- he followed Clayton. Clayton served a two-year term as president, and, and then Reyes is following up again. Was and, it Reyes, Clayton, then Reyes uh-huh, again? Wow, uh-huh. wow. And uh, he's doing a very Great good guy. job, and I, I appreciate his his focus on volunteers because um, we, you know, that that just, just as far as you were talking about awareness a minute ago, the more volunteers you have, the more awareness there's going to yeah. be. I mean, even if they're just talking to their friends, you know, or their church group or whatever. So, um we can we can um we have a we have a um tab on our website okay uh that if people would like to to go there and sign up or at least express their interest in being a volunteer um and i apologize i'm gonna have on to the video i'm uh, gonna plug in plug in the link the link that would be great <laughs> yeah and so childrenfirstinc.org mm-hmm. childrenfirstinc.org mm-hmm. okay and uh i I believe I have the volunteer page just set up as slash volunteer, sure. but we'll we'll make sure the correct link gets on there. Yeah, and then if, and then if you're looking to really dive in, I, I guarantee you that it, once we get to know you, there's a spot on that board. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all, everything is. I mean, Doctor Holloway does the the work. She she mm-hmm. heals the kids. Her right. and her team. Right. I mean that's what's happening, but man they. They don't work for free, um, right. and, and and not in the sense that they're not they're just want money, but mm-hmm. it, they're like you just said, a private practice is one hundred twenty five dollars an hour, mm-hmm. um, whereas these counselors um, we're thinking it's sixty dollars an hour, but they're getting paid less than that potentially. Oh yes, and so don't Definitely. so so all this cool thing that counseling does. Uh, it takes a couple dollars. Yeah, um, and it's really, I mean, we're a nonprofit corporation, and it's very similar um, to a, to a business corporation yes. uh, because there's always a service side and a sales side. Yeah, and you know, fundraising is our sales side. You yeah, know? Um, I, I've seen. Um, I don't want to put down any nonprofit, but I've seen 
reports about the CEOs of nonprofits making X amount of dollars. And this, this CEO, there, there's no overhead cost on, for, for this particular nonprofit. So that money goes directly to mm-hmm. costing. And so mm-hmm. with children first, you can almost be confused because you've got staff and you've mm-hmm. got counselors. And it's like, whoa, 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 all this is very vital um, to what we're doing here. Oh, yeah. And counseling itself mm-hmm. is the charity. It, that is exactly what right. we're doing. We could not. We could not. We could not be a solely volunteer organization. Um, the, not even close. Right. And I mean, because you are working with people that have master's degrees, they have that are yeah. still paying off all their all their training and everything, right. and and uh, and they do they do great work. And we know uh, we've been very fortunate, very blessed that a lot of times our um, L, our LPCs and our LCSWs who are um, they are qualified to go out and hang hang their own shingle and have private practice. We've been very fortunate to have a lot of them stay with us for many many years. Uh, yeah. We we had one counselor who um, she was with us nearly thirty five years, wow. <laughs> and uh, she could have easily gone into private practice and made a lot more money. But her heart was yeah. at Children First, and um, it's also it's probably. It probably is less work for um, someone to stay with a nonprofit. They don't make as much money, yeah. but they don't have to oversee the business side. And and if you have that passion for working with um, the kinds of issues that we see, and we see, we see a broad range, but yeah. we also receive lots of referrals from uh, very serious things. You know, we get a lot of CPS referrals and. Uh, police department referrals wow. and so forth. So, you know, there are people that just have a heart for uh, victimized people. You oh, know, there's no doubt about and it. So, um, we're we're very blessed to have had a lot of our uh, people that qualify for private practice to stay with us for yeah. a, a, so quite a while. Um, I've noticed uh, there's not just I'm going to say simply counseling. There are other types of programs put on. Can we touch on that or? Is, Dr. Holloway, is that something? Are you referring to like the group? Uh, um, sure. Or... I just know, I, I know there's, um, you know, just talking to a counselor about whatever is going on, but there's also, you say, okay, group. Yeah. Where it's more of a class that you take. Mm-hmm, the or, psychoeducational okay. classes. So we do have a batterers intervention and prevention program. Okay. And that's a program for anyone who's um, been identified as a person who has behaviors that appear abusive. Wow. Um, so, you know, if we're if we're working with children and we're working with moms, why not also work with partners who might be abusive? Because then you're really touching the whole system. Yeah. And so I love that we have a batter's intervention prevention program, and that's for men and for women. Wow. And so we have counselors. Do you have those in the same class? Are no, they, they have separate classes. Interesting. And so um, on separate days, and we have counselors who are designated just for that, and they have a curriculum that they use, the Duluth model, that really helps them kind of hone in on those values and beliefs that might lead to controlling and uh, abusive type wow. behaviors. Yeah. Um, and now, are do, do you find those from the counseling sessions? Are they referred in out from outside? Are they voluntarily? 
Oftentimes, all the above? Right, all of the above, yeah. Wow. Most oftentimes they're referred in from outside. Okay. Someone may have had some um, criminal legal issue and they're referred from outside. Okay. Um, and they are self-referrals as well. So yeah. mm-hmm. So we're not just counseling kids. We're, I mean, we're, we're touching a wide spectrum there mm-hmm. uh, on mm-hmm. the services. We're trying to be very holistic, but we probably should make clear that we do not – we do not counsel victims and perpetrators in the same session. Sure, you know mm-hmm. they they're working they're working on their issues and, separately. And one or both of you guys, let's make clear about HIPAA and, and privacy here. I mean, I know we're talking about some pretty personal things with folks, and and even just saying the word uh, battery, uh, you know, sp- battery and abuse is almost almost makes you tremble a little bit. So, just real quick, I mean, I don't know HIPAA rules, but that's well, part ac- of- actually, the the code of conduct or or the code of ethics for our licensed practitioners is um, is every bit as stringent as HIPAA. Okay. And um, so I'm going to let Dr. Holloway uh, answer the rest of that. Yeah, one of the main things that I think, like we were talking about before, when it comes to friends versus counseling, is is that there are laws that say, as counselors, we have to keep these relationships confidential with a few exceptions, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, abuse or uh, neglect of a child or a disabled person. But well, in, were you talking about if somebody's in fear of danger? Right, like, right. yes. That's a, that's a, a person who is, um, you know, most vulnerable. Okay. Uh, you know, there's rules that say we need to reach out and get them support. But outside of that, you know, the counseling room has to be kept confidential so that people feel like this is a safe space where I can explore whatever issue that I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are legal ramifications we as counselors can be sued and we could be taken to court or our license can be taken away if we share information outside of what the law says we can. Yeah. So, um, my friend still makes fun of me for peeing my pants in seventh grade. (laughs) My counselor doesn't. Is that kind of what we're getting at? Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Is is that a personal reference? Yeah. Right. I'm kidding. Um, I want to touch on another fundraising opportunity because I just, I, I enjoy, I mean, it's almost like a, a, you can almost make it a social, well, it is, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of it's a social event. One's golf, mm-hmm. but I'd like to touch on um, the, uh, the Little Lunch, lunch of, of Hope. Yeah. I want to start off, it used to be Little Lunch of Hor- Horrors, Horrors. Yeah. and with counseling and kind of mm-hmm. healing, we wanted to kind of make that change a little bit, but that's because it's around Halloween. Yes, yeah, and um, I like to call it our famously fun event. I really think it is the most fun nonprofit event in Grand Prairie. I and, get that comment, and um, but it is for such a serious subject. And um, I uh, both of both of our main fundraisers are golfing, which happens in June, and our little lunch of hope that is always um, sometimes it falls on Halloween, but it's usually the Wednesday before Wednesday before Halloween uh-huh. and and um they're but they've both been around over 25 years now wow and um you know and people are so faithful to come out every yeah. year and I know they come out to uh Little Lunch of Hope because it is just a blast I it mean really it really is. it really is I, I can recall um there were times where people didn't dress up as much mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like you know a few of the celebrity waiters who 
that was the one reason we asked them to be celebrity waiters so they would dress up. Right. Um, yeah, we have much more participation. But I feel like the last three or four years, minimum, I mean, it's just like everybody in the audience has some type of uh, costume on. So literally every year, I know I have a costume party to go to. Right. It's, it's getting more and more fun every year. It's like, you know, some some events kind of run their course and kind of yeah. die out, you know, over time. And ours is just it's just gaining steam, and so I'm so excited about that. Yeah, and I'll I'll share it here um, at the end of this video, but it's a little lunch of hope every year. Mm-hmm. All the proceeds go to Children First and the counseling that's getting done there. Right. Um, does great work. It's just simply fun event. The auctioneer, Jeff Copeland. Oh, he's just, hilarious. He, he does the golf fun <laughs> as well, and he just rolls with it. And, and if you've never heard it, I bet you he's doing enough auctions now where you could probably even Google it, some of his oh. stuff. But big big daddy auctions or is, is that, that what it, yeah i don't know big, is big that daddy's his, his big daddy uh, company, auctions company name now so yeah um big daddy auctions and, mm-hmm. and so he's, we have him done, he's done the uh cattle baron's ball he's traveled all over the right. country now but it started it start, all started with him doing uh the Stuff nonprofit here in, here in auctions Prairie. here in grand prairie very cool very cool well hey um I don't want to press this too much. We sound like I've got some really good information. Um, I'm a big fan of Children First, so I'd like Thank to, you. if you guys would consider coming back to this again. Oh, absolutely. Um, too. Uh, yeah. t- we'll, we'll figure out the time, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think this is quality stuff. So um, anyway, thanks again. Uh, Thank see you, guys. Cole. Thank you for having us. All righty.